0: Hey everybody, welcome to Hit Rewind. This episode we're going into the 6th generation console games that made our list of the top 20. I'm uh, Michael, and John's on the other side. Howdy hey! Hey, it only took one time! The last episode took so many tries because I wasn't conscious, apparently. <laughs> Alright, um, so I am starting off this episode since he started the last one. Um, so this covers the PS2, the Xbox, Dreamcast, and GameCube. Uh, and if we find, like, random handhelds handhelds during this time. Is this... Do we have uh, the PlayStation Portable yet?
1: Yes. We yes, do? PS- okay. PSP does, does come out around this time. Okay.
0: I was just curious, because there's no other competitors, if I remember correctly, except for that fucking Taco one. Whatever that fucking thing was called. Uh, what was that one where you put the game in, you oh, talked into it? Uh, there was the N-Gage. Yeah. Which uh, was a faux-
1: but also a game console.
0: <laughs> the only thing they ever had on there, apparently, was any good was uh, uh, their version of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. All right, I
1: knew someone who had it, but I never saw the,
0: them ever play it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, starting off, uh, it's a Metal Slug, basically a skin on top of a Metal Slug. I know this, but you all know how obsessed I am with that franchise. So, Alien Hominid.
1: Oh God, that is such a great
0: one. Oh, uh, it's so cartoonishly uh violent and the great graphics, and it is harder than Metal Slug. Which honestly, if you're uh, a Metal Slug player, you're shocked that even this is possible. <laughs> um, so this is a kind of obscure one that no one really expected, but Battlestar Galactica, I fucking loved it. The it, the, it was it was based on the original show, but. It was launched because of the mini series and the new series that was going on. So it's kind of like a weird bridge story wise. Uh, well, no, no, they're not connected. So I don't know why it was. But it was trying to take the story beyond the, the original series.
1: It's like, I knew that existed, but I never played it.
0: Okay. Really great uh, flying. Uh, it's a, not a side scroller <laughs> and it's not a top down. It's It's like you're behind it. What do you call that? Third person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the only baseball game I think the only sports game that's ever made my list. Oh no 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 no! I forgot NBA Jam made it, but uh, the Bigs really really fucking great baseball game, arcade style, but also has some of the more strategy. Co- what do you call it? The, uh, um, like the season emulator. Where what do you call that? Damn it! Simulator. Um, I don't know why I said yeah, emulator. has um, the
1: simulator aspects. Uh,
0: Big Mother Truckers. God damn it, what a stupid game to like. But it's, a, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Hillbilly Rednecks in car race. You know, like a truck racing. It's. Look, I don't have the That's best okay. taste.
1: That's okay. <laughs> I almost had a... There was a game that was on my list, and then I went, really? I'm going to have that... On my top 20 of the franchise list, and I took it off. But yeah, when we get to that, i I have some, I do have something to say for that. Uh,
0: the only system I had here, by the way, is the PS2 because um, I didn't know it at the time. But my boss, out of nowhere, just gave me his PS2, and I was like, "Why?" He goes, ah, "I don't play it very much." And then find out like a week later, he let me go, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, was that just to buy me off as a thank you and fuck you know fuck off?" Um, Probably. <laughs> I never got to play the Dreamcast. I only played a few games on the GameCube and Xbox. Uh, the only reason I got to play any of the Xbox games was uh, I had a backwards compatible 360, so that's that's how I got to play some of these. Um, the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Bleeds. I believe it's a storyline that takes place between 6 and 7, or it's 5 and 6. It's after she dies. And it was kind of a lost storyline that Joss Whedon threw away, but they decided to incorporate into a game. And it's a lot of fun. And they get almost everybody from the cast to come back and do the voice work. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Call of Duty, World at War, Final Fronts. Jesus, Call of Duty. The franchise is so big that there's so many offshoots. Um, This is the one where Kiefer Sutherland was voicing the main character. And I just feel like the stages and the playability were much better than any other game in the franchise that I played.
1: That, there was definitely quite a few of those World War II things, because you also had Medal of Honor.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that the... whole thing burned itself out. I remember when they were Red Hot Sellers, and everybody said, oh, oh now we got to get out of World War II. Now we got to go do other things.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then they all became contemporary shooters. And... Yeah
0: um i have uh def jam vendetta uh a fighting game just more attitude better soundtrack i think that taking it out of the fighting arena and like putting it on basketball courts and in the streets or whatever gave it a really unique spin
1: those are definitely fun i think that's the one that also has henry rollins in it
0: uh remember, right? maybe that, that, oh,
1: that might be fight for new york that might be okay. fight for new york
0: um Destroy all humans. A perfect uh, game to team with alien hominid. Demented, out of its fucking mind. It's a love letter to old fifty sci-fi films, and it's it's just a really fun game.
1: I definitely own that one.
0: Uh, this Evil Dead did make the list because Fistful of Boom- uh, Boomstick had better control and camera work. Uh, the first one was great, but sometimes you get stuck on these screens where you can only see like the bottom half of you. You couldn't even see your head and then there was, like stuff sh- kicking your ass and you-, you can't change the angle. and You would get stuck and it drove me insane, but Fistful of Boomstick fixed all that.
1: Yeah, there's also well, there was another one, I think it was, uh, it was a Resurrection or something mm. where he had Ted Raimi as a as a dwarf deadite that you just can kick oh, around Oh yeah, yeah
0: yeah I remember that one yeah okay Uh, So there are a lot of James Bond games on this because now not only are we bathing in the glow of Gold, uh, Goldeneye or whatever now it's like oh well now we're gonna spend real fucking money on this and the best of the franchise maybe not playability but the fact that they went to this amount of trouble is getting Sean Connery the voice from Russia with love and it's got that 60s vibe um, which kind of separates it from the other ones which almost made my list the rogue agent and nightfire which are all great games
1: yeah I do I do remember when that hit and that was definitely a fun a fun one to play
0: remember there was like a weird movement there where they had like the godfather game and scarface and the warriors where they, they were spending serious money to get original cast members back
1: yeah, although Warriors was a lot better than it should have. Godfather and Scarface, eh. Yeah, I never
0: played them. I only played a demo for Warriors. That was it. Um, yeah, Warriors was good. Speaking of bringing the whole cast back, and this is when studios are really spending money on making quality versions of these shows and movies instead of what they did with Nintendo just phoning it in. Uh, Futurama, holy shit. What a great game. A puzzle platformer kind of game. Uh, third person where uh, you're solving puzzles and also it's legitimately episodes of the show. And I think if there was an option after you finish the game where you could watch all the cutscenes and it's a fully realized episode. Okay, that's neat. I think it's on YouTube too where you can just watch, not the playthrough but you can watch the cutscenes and it's it's supposed to be like one of their episodes they, they just never got to do because the show got cancelled. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's back yeah i'm wondering what season are we even on because it's always on for like two or three years gets canceled two or three years canceled
1: uh it's season 11 i think okay it was. isn't that
0: weird like fucking family guy is way worse than futurama and yet you got like 40 ab- uh, seasons of that goddamn show and only got canceled once and futurama is just like whatever it just keeps chugging along surviving somehow
1: it has, a, it has a better fan base.
0: Yeah, well, and it's better than Simpsons because Simpsons, I think sometimes, I feel like that show needs to take a break and go away for a while for us to miss it.
1: Yeah, although I will say, they had but for the last few seasons have been pretty good. Okay.
0: I just remember after the movie, it got pretty weak, which is ironic because the movie is like the best part, I think, in years. And then when they did the Futurama movies, I didn't think those worked at all because I just don't think it's designed to be like that.
1: No, no, they're just really long
0: episodes. Yeah. Uh Godzilla Save the Earth. Fuck yeah. Like the best of those kind of fighters. God damn it, I love this game.
1: There, there are quite a few of those that were really good. I think there's one that's just War of uh, War of Monsters or something like that as well that was that was really fun.
0: The, yeah, this one I think is all set in the city and um have they still never combined Gamera with Godzilla in a game? This never happened, right?
1: No, not that I'm aware God, of.
0: Sell my soul for that. <laughs> um, a Western shooter, gun, which is, uh, I think, kind of forgotten.
1: Yeah, I, also, I think that was better than uh, Red Dead Revolver.
0: Which is the first one?
1: Red Dead Revolver came out first, but okay. it came out after it. Uh, it but Red okay. Dead Revolver became the Red Dead Redemption series, and those are far better. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, uh, Jack's three. I think the the best of the series, just better playability, more accessibility, whatever, and and, and more stuff to play with.
1: Yeah,
0: I concur. Uh, Katamari Damashi, the game where uh, you roll, yeah, this one. yeah, where you roll something around trying to get it to a certain size in a very short time limit, so you don't disappoint your father. And when you do, Jesus, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> oh come on, he, he's disappointed
1: even if you do a good job.
0: <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, fuck off. Okay, you're not my son. You're not good enough. <laughs> it's so like lame. One of the few games my sister would play a lot.
1: Yeah, it, even the, the the sequel was really good, and they've they've made a few other ones after it, but it's it was just really kind of that. It only really seemed to work for a very short time. The more you did it, the less. Really, less fun they did kind of become.
0: Yeah, apparently they made a sequel, but nobody liked it. So, well,
1: I, I liked it. We love Katamari. It was fun. Okay,
0: uh, Lego Star Wars. Is this the first of the the games?
1: Lego Star Wars Yeah. It is definitely at least the first of the of the games that were licensed. Yeah,
0: it's it's funny. I do not like the prequel series, but I love the game. The game's just a lot of fun. It really has high playability. I played like the next one, you know, which adapted the original trilogy, and then I played um, Harry Potter and Indiana Jones. And they're it just—it's really well designed and, and unique, and breaking stuff apart and rebuilding. I think is a lot of fun.
1: They're uh, the Marvel ones and the uh, the Batman ones are really good too.
0: Okay. Uh, Mercenaries Playground of Destruction uh, Speaking of sequels that sucked ass in a way like the sequel to this is fucking garbage but this one is really challenging I mean really challenging because it's all like time based and boy if you fuck up one thing like you gotta go back grab the car to grab the locker or watch the lock, you know before you get to the, the place or whatever then it's all screwed up but I just, I just a lot of fun unique playability
1: this, this is a blast I can't yeah <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a great game it, it really is
0: uh prince of persia rewriting how it's done taking a known franchise and saying hey let's let's do this in a different way uh was this influenced by god of war i feel like it came out after god of war and it took some stuff from that
1: I think it. I think so. Yeah, I'm but trying, this, I'm trying to remember release order. But yeah, I think so. And
0: this was a fighter more than it was just like a you know a, a platformer, yeah. and it gave you the ability to go back like 10-15 seconds to fix mistakes <laughs> that you had.
1: Yeah, which which was fun. Uh, I will say, later games uh, definitely just kind of became far too easy because that was the crutch that they just hung everything on yeah, yeah. oh you died oh well reverse there you go
0: uh psychonauts is my next one now i'm trying to remember who created psychonauts because it was
1: psychonauts is uh what's his name from uh uh tim shear thank you not tim shear no, uh, mm-hmm. tim schaefer yeah
0: yeah i just remember they talked about this this was going to be a big deal they, they thought this was going to be a huge franchise and not you know beyond just video games and it sold well, okay, but boy, that just kind of faded away from the memory. No one really talks about I, this.
1: I worked at GameStop when you know during this whole this whole time. Okay. But, uh, when this when this game came out, I remember the marketing on it, and it was so fucking terrible. Oh really? Like, okay. They so, did a, they did not sell this in any way that made it look appealing at all. Yeah. The only reason I ended up picking this game up was there was a lot of word of mouth. Years after. There's like, dude, this game's really good. And it's like, crap, this game is good. Why the hell did they not sell this? Yeah, I just don't think
0: it was before? it's so unique that they I don't think they knew how to sell it, especially in the day and age where everything was either extreme sports or shooters.
1: Yeah. Well, part of it's like they kinda should've leaned into the weird Tim burton ness of it. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and then my last game is the original Ratchet and Clank. Uh, yeah, I know there's been lots of sequels, but I just really don't think they got it better than that original game.
1: Yeah, I have the remade version that came that, like, came out on the PS4. Okay. It's, a, it's fun. It, it's a fun little one.
0: All right, what is your list?
1: All right, it's going to be a bunch of games you've never heard of. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: first one.
0: Wait, can, let me should... ask you, what was your primary game system?
1: Uh, PS2, okay. but I did own all the consoles of this generation.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Okay.
1: It's at at one point or another, I had one of each, and a few times, like an Xbox, I had a couple of times actually. Uh, Shogama Tensei Persona Three uh, series is part. school. Uh, I know. I think we were talking about like the the games that system, the games that you had never played. Through current, I think I had five on that list. Okay, but yeah, uh, part three—it's uh, these games are part school uh, simulation, part dating sim, part psychological horror. Uh, in the case of this one, you have these uh, students who are exploring this hidden hour between, you know, uh, the moments of like the clock striking midnight and striking oh one, and. It's... I kind of like the aspect that uh, during the day, you're allowed to go and you do your school stuff, you're you know engaging with people, you're building these social links that allow you to create uh, or get access to bigger and better creatures that you can use to fight in these dungeons. And then at night you go and you do the grind. Uh, now the second one on my list is the, sequ- is the next one of that franchise, Persona 4, which technically does have a better story and uh a little more a uh, little more interesting stuff that's happening over the year because it's involving these you know characters in this one are getting involved in a uh, a serial killer who's basically uh, striking this small rural town and effectively these guys kidnapping people and throwing them into this alternate reality that uh People kind of can see a little bit of a glimpse of by watching uh, TV at midnight during a rainstorm. It's like this little rumored thing, and all of a sudden you'll see these people's hidden uh, desires come to life on screen. And it's you end up having to go into these worlds uh, and fight uh, these people, basically, fight their desires and uh, basically kind of free their. Uh, I can't think of a psychological term right now. It's late, but yeah, basically it's it's all it's a psycho uh, psychosexual drama with uh, a cute bear mascot. Okay, who, who says bear? <laughs> that's weird. It's both of these games are amazing. Uh, they have remakes. Uh, well, actually, there is a full-on remake that's coming out soon for Part Three, and there were. Uh, portable versions that came out that are available currently on consoles, and it's definitely worth, they're all both worth playing. Uh, my next one, uh, GTA Vice City.
0: Okay, I never got to play, I never played any of the Grand Theft Autos.
1: Well, it's like, of the three that came out around this time, this is my favorite. It is the, uh, the 80s setting, uh, gives you all the best, uh, best music, the best, uh, Actually, yeah, shit. Every single radio station that you can listen to is, is amazing because they license so much great music. It's funny. It's got a uh, very Miami Vice-like uh, storyline to it. Uh, and it just basically expanded when GTA 3 came out and kind of blew apart what, uh, what that franchise was. This one really took it and ran with it in a more cohesive manner.
0: Yeah, it's it's. This is kind of the peak of the sandbox, right? Or is it the next one that's kind of like the biggest, like attention getter and breaking all the rules of what a game could be?
1: Well, the next one, uh, the next one of these ones is later on my list, uh, but I'll fuck it. I'll just I'll I'll go with it. It uh, San Andreas is a huge game. Like it, they they give you the best sandbox to play in. The problem is i'm a uh, a person who really loves story and uh whereas like i said this is uh my city is very miami vice you're drug you know trying and scarface inspired Uh-huh. it uh sandra San is more like uh or at least it starts off like uh, menace to society or boys in the hood or something
0: okay okay but then, as the game goes
1: along, you end up going to Vegas and you uh, get involved in a casino heist, or you break into Area 51 and steal a jetpack. It's like, it just kind of, there's a grounded game there that then they just say, fuck it, and uh, just go all out insane at moments. Mm-hmm. And it just, it never feels connected okay. you know, in any really way. Which is kind of a shame because it should have, you know, well, it was the best fucking selling one of all those, and it's still the most beloved one. But yeah, it's like I can't like that one more than than Vice City, but that's predominantly because Vice City story hangs together better. Uh, okay, next one is Silent Hill Two, another uh, psychosexual horror game.
0: Is there um, a bear involved? <laughs> No, no. bears. But, uh, well, your main character
1: does receive a letter from his dead wife telling him to go to Silent Hill, and, uh, shit goes wrong. And this is where the character Pyramid Head uh, is introduced that has kind of become the mascot of the franchise.
0: I was, okay, now I know what the <laughs> fuck that is. I, I have heard the name, I saw the picture, but I didn't know what it belonged to, and now I know. And knowing half the battle. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's, it is a, I mean, as much as dark and twisted the first one is, this thing really, this one hits you really hard, especially once everything comes to light and you're kind of figuring out effectively what the story is. you kind of like, whoa, that's a that's a thing. Yeah. It's like, hell, there's even a whole bunch of endings in this one where it's like, like, Here's what kind of messed up this game can get. Uh, sure, you have a ending where your character can leave the town. Or he commits suicide. Or he takes the body of his dead wife out into the lake and he's going to resurrect her. Or he discovers that a dog is controlling everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> in a little, a little Shinu Ibu, uh, controlling in a little control room. And there's also, like in the first game, there's an alien ending it's those are they're weird games Uh, let's see next up uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic okay definitely uh, one of the best Star Wars games ever Uh, it's set before all the other movies so continuity be damned although apparently a lot of that stuff became part of canon
0: they can never really make up their mind what does and what doesn't huh
1: yeah but it's like it's you know what? It's fine. It, the game. I, I don't care about Star Star Wars uh, canon anyway. So, shit. You know what? I like I like the idea that my amnesiac Jedi could either be a good guy or a bad guy, and it doesn't matter. Let's see. My next one: Burnout Revenge.
0: I don't remember this one.
1: Oh, these the Burnout franchise is great. Uh, I came to know it, I think, from two because a friend. Got so wrapped up in the fact that one of the modes in it is you basically hurl your car into traffic to try and create the biggest uh, collisions that you can. Oh my god! And that, that became a big, a big part of this thing. Uh, the third game, which almost made my list, uh, added a added one where it's not only are you racing, but it's kind of a destruction derby race where you can smash your your opponents into things and take them down. Revenge took that and also added you now can create rivals. Oh, interesting. you knock knock someone out, they're going to come after you. And not only that, uh, instead of now just hurling yourself into traffic, there's now modes where you can actually use traffic like a weapon. So you're actually driving through it, so you're actually trying to hit traffic into other traffic to uh, create uh, collisions and stuff. Hmm. But building up an even larger thing before you yourself crash. These, The people who who uh, own Need for Speed got a hold of Criteria, the guys who made this game. okay, And are, making, and are now having to make all the shitty Need for Speed games that are out now. Yeah. Instead of doing this, they're not making these anymore. It's terrible. Uh, my next game was Psychonauts. We talked about it. It's wonderful, and the sequel is okay. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus.
0: Oh god, damn it! I knew I forgot something.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this game that is. It's a work of art. Let's let's just say that it's it's a puzzle game. You have to go and figure out how to kill these 16 giant colossi so you can resurrect your girl, except everything that you do seems to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> it it is yeah. <laughs> Let me
0: okay, so think about how you would play and strategize in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Same fucking rules. It, it, I know it sounds weird, but in my head, that's how it is. You look for the weak spots. You wait for the patterns.
1: Yeah, and that's one hundred percent a big part of this. Is, is figure out the patterns in order to to work your way to the creature's next uh, next spot. Yeah. And even so, like the last, the last colossus is a tower that you have to climb.
0: I actually didn't know that. I never finished the game. Huh.
1: Yeah. That, that one's... a such a pain in the ass uh God of War 2 again of those original ones I think God of War 2 is the best it's yes Kratos is angry yelly man and that's, that's his <laughs> it's
0: very new metal it's new metal the game but it has great fighting it just the the way it's designed is just really fun to play
1: yeah the combat is a lot of fun this one' they, Genuinely has a compelling story to it. Like the first one's a, a interesting revenge tale, but this one kind of gives you twists and turns, and there's interesting stuff, and you're seeing all these different, uh, like even more so, interesting Greek uh, Greek mythological characters and stuff. And it's it does set its stage for the for the next one really interestingly, but. Unfortunately, that franchise just kind of is boring at the same time. Great Hmm. combat, great, you know, a lot of fun, but damn, is Kratos in those games. Not that interesting a character. Let's see. uh, Next one is Disgaea, Hour of Darkness. I don't know that one. It's a tactical RPG. Uh, You're the son of the Demon King who wakes up to find your dad's dead, and now everyone else is now gunning for you. Huh. But it's a uh, it's goofy anime stuff, basically, Um, and it's this game is designed. This franchise is is designed for those who like to grind, like you. Not only have all these stages that you can do, you can actually jump into items themselves and go through hundred stage uh, dungeons. Wow! It, It is. Built on, oh yeah, you want to see the numbers get big, so you can do huge combos that give you huge numbers, and you just get that endorphin rush of them. It's they're it's crazy. Plus, they do have a little mascot a character called a pretty, which are uh, penguin-looking people who are basically <laughs> like the the dumb, like the worst sinners, not like the like worst sins. Just they're the these shittiest sinners that uh, are now stuck in these little exploding penguin bodies. That's insane. <laughs> and they're just, you know, they're totally worthless and they're awesome at the same time. Uh, see, next one is Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay.
0: You know, I, I would love to play this game one day. I love the it, franchise. I love all the movies, but uh, it, I never played it.
1: It is really, really good. It's something that's kind of rare because you don't get too many first-person shooters that are really, really emphasizing stealth. It's like, before this, I think Thief was the only other one, really.
0: Okay, yeah, I remember that game. The uh, The ambitions that Riddick and—I'm and, sorry, sorry—Vin uh, Diesel and David Toohey had for this franchise got killed immediately because Chronicles of Riddick just didn't happen for people. And I I always liked it. I think there's a few silly moments, but um, it's their version of Dune. And I think it's slowly been rediscovered. What do you think of the second one?
1: I don't like it. I don't hate it. But I don't like it because it feels so different from that first film. Uh And I mean, like, the world itself. Like, the way the first film feels it's we have a few colonies out there that we are you know sending people to new mecca feels like it's not necessarily a huge realized world it's more of you know these these people in this spaceship in pitch black are you know on a wagon on the on the Oregon trail or okay something. whereas yeah then you get into this and it's fucking star trek <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Of uh, all types, and it's like,
0: what? Yeah, we just discussed Pitch Black on the show, and uh, not you and I, but someone else, and he felt it was a betrayal of his character. Like, he was being forced, they forced Riddick to now be a hero, whereas the first one, he's not a hero whatsoever, it's just circumstantial that he does the right thing.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is, they do. That, that little animated film that bridges the two stories I think does a decent job of kind of setting that up.
0: Right, and, and so does this game take place between the first and second movies or is oh, it before the it's first... It's a
1: prequel. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. Truck.
0: Okay. Because um, he's a... St-
1: it's basically he's escaping from butcher bay which is the thing that gets john to go after him uh, okay okay and this thus gets him in onto the ship in pitch black
0: uh and there's sequels to this game right or at least one
1: no this was a one-off
0: really i could have sworn there was a sequel to this game but okay uh which is weird because this was a big seller it was critically acclaimed you think they would have done another one
1: yeah well i think that's it did it did very well but i think ambitious like with the chronicles reddick movie i think just kind of everyone loved the game but that was about
0: it okay interesting well also you're talking a 25 million dollar movie that only made 40 and did very well in video and then they made the next one for a hundred million i mean what did they really expect was going to happen yeah
1: yeah
0: uh no there is uh, the Assault on Dark Athena was released before the next Riddick movie in 20... Oh, 2009. Okay. Atari did it. Wow. Uh, But it was mostly... F- no, it is on every game system. Okay. Uh, interesting. Um, What is your... I'm sorry. that It really dragged that one oh, out. What's your yeah, next game? Yeah. No uh,
1: next one is Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. I don't know
0: that one either. Wow, you're really throwing some uh, odd ones out at me.
1: This one is this was very well liked, but again, it's a game that didn't sell that well. Okay, uh, it's kind of a it's a Lovecraftian style uh, kind of Resident Evil clone. Oh, all right. uh, The neatest thing about this though is you have a game. The game has a thing called Sanity Meter, and as you're dealing with crazier, and crazier creatures and stuff, the, your sanity gauge goes up, and soon, if it hits the top. Shit gets weird. Okay. Like, like, okay, sure, yeah. Camera, ang- the cameras will get funky angles, or the walls will start to bleed, or the game will pretend that it's lowering the volume on your TV sh- on your TV sets, or that it's going to delete your save files. You know, it's it basically will. It's designed to start trolling you as you start going insane. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's a lot of fun, and it's just it's a shame they were, they were attempting to make like a spiritual sequel to this a few years back, like through uh, the Kickstarter or something, and just it didn't get get the money it needed or something. Okay. Uh, let's see. My next one is Canterbury Davisi. Yeah. Again, so much fun. Uh, love that one. Uh, Luminous. Another, another which, one. Nope. That, that was on PSP. It also did get a... Uh, actually, it's it got a release on almost everything at some point. Uh, you could actually get off Steam right now. Uh, it's a Tetris or Puyo Puyo. Basically, you're creating these... Uh, it, but this is also a music-based game.
0: Interesting.
1: Like, where as you create those, these little blocks... Uh, uh, to, to get cleared off like there's a little bar that runs from left to right of the screen. So every time you uh, match four I uh, you know like match four of the same color or pattern in the on the stage that you're on, it'll clear it off but it'll also add sound to it. So you're kind of building the song as you play.
0: Oh, I'm looking at it right so, now. yeah, that's really interesting. I've never seen anything like that.
1: it is. It is a blast. It also gets really hard as as you go along because, like Tetris, you're not clearing everything. You're just, you know, all the stuff that you're clearing off. You know, whatever you don't clear remains. So, as as the stage get as you keep going on and on, all this stuff is just building up on you. And if you can't clear it, you're hosed. But uh, yeah, it's it's got some really nice music. It's a it's a fun time. It's the uh, Jet Set Radio. Did you ever play that?
0: I can remember. Is that the skateboarding game or the rollerblading game uh, or something?
1: The rollerblading game, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a cel-shaded game where you're in this dystopian uh, future Japan where skate gangs are, uh, you know, Trying to fight over the street and do dope graffiti and fight a bad guy who's going to uh, use the power of an evil record.
0: On <laughs> contract. Yeah, it's a really cult following around a big cult following around this game, but I never got to play it.
1: It's fun, but it's also I in trying to play this game not that long ago. It's the tutorial stage is so fucking hard. How the hell did I beat this game? <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Uh but okay, uh next one is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. As I mentioned. It's a it's a really good game. It's a fun sandbox, it's just the story isn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's still it's still relatively high on my list, cons- all things considered. Uh Halo. I'm not 100% in love with this franchise, but this first game is fun.
0: Yeah, it is. That's, I think I've only ever played that, and then there's some weird spinoff later down the road.
1: It's, uh, Reach, I think, is a really good one. That, yes,
0: yes, that's one I played.
1: But it's like, uh, yeah, it's another game where the main character is boring as fuck. Master Chief is not interesting. He is... I am a soldier, man. I do things. Yeah, I think they uh,
0: did a good job in the TV show, though, making him interesting. What they could with the franchise,
1: yeah. But it's it's one of these games since Doom to have games that were, you know, competing it where they're trying to be called Halo clones or Halo killers. Yeah, the Halo
0: killer. I remember that.
1: Yeah, plus the fact that it also one hundred percent saved the Xbox. If they did not have this game, we would not have any anything of the Xbox. Sent
0: I really, from that yeah, I really don't think so.
1: See uh Guitar Hero 2. Now, I could have picked either one, the first or the second. But this, these are the ones that started my love for playing with the uh, stupid plastic guitar controllers. Uh, I just think this one has a little bit better uh, soundtrack because, you know, it's got like Sweet Child of Mine, or covers of, let's be honest. Sweet Child of Mine, Crazy on You, Institutionalized, Them Bones, you know, a lot, lot better soundtrack. ...for you to uh, goof around with. Hmm. See, I had Animal Crossing.
0: I never played it, but I know it's legendary. Uh,
1: It's another game where if you actually think about the concept... ...it's a really fucked up story. Because you're kidnapped... ...and then forced into indentured servitude... uh, ...into the devil himself, Tom Nook. Jesus. Every time you pay off your debt to this guy... He adds more debt to you by, like, adding on to your house or something. You don't ask for it. He just does it. And then you owe more money.
0: Wow. Okay. That's bizarre. (laughs) But it's a cute, it's a cute game. And
1: you do all these fun things and there's goofy animal people. And it's, it's so pleasant until you start to think about it. And then you go, wow. Because if I remember right, this first game, it's like you're waking up on a bus and the bus driver is a kappa. Which is a Japanese uh, Japanese folklore creature that kidnaps children. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't know that, yeah, you're just on a bus uh, with this with this weird frog dude driving you to this to your new town that you're going to be in. But uh, my last one is Fantasy Star Online. Okay hundred percent ahead of its time. It was the first online console RPG, and if you could actually find people to play with, mm. it was a it was a hell of a time. Uh, it also it did have an offline mode, but there's the game doesn't really have much of a story. It was just it's such a fun novelty concept at the time, and it kept the the fantasy star brand alive, sort of
0: what uh, what didn't make your list but almost. <laughs> okay, the one that just about made my list and was on it
1: but then leisure suit Larry <laughs> come loud uh, yeah uh, this game is actually better than it really has any right to be. I mean sure I, let's let's be honest. it's fairly misogynistic and it's a dirty 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 sex game. <laughs> but it's also really fucking funny. I mean, they're they have moments that you genuinely, you know, like you know, that's actually clever. That's that there's. It's not the man. Yeah, this is not the man game or the Playboy Mansion Sims game. Jesus, I remember that. They actually did try to make something worth playing. Uh, let's see, Lifeline is a game that uh, okay, it's not that great, but you are if the limitations for the PS2 weren't there I think this might have actually been something you are a guy who's trapped in this uh, space hotel's console room and you have to guide this uh, woman Rio through this monster infested place and your only thing you can do is give this person commands through a microphone so you're not playing the game you are you're ordering a person on screen to do stuff. <laughs>
0: That's really weird.
1: And it had a shit ton of commands. There's a lot of stuff it could do. The problem is, the vocal, the vocal stuff just didn't, just wasn't there. So it, it if the technology was there, I think this could have been something. Let's see, uh, Fantavision. I had uh, frequency.
0: I never heard of any of these.
1: Uh, Eco. Uh, let's see. SSX Tricky. Okay,
0: yeah, that was on mine.
1: Power Stone. Uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing. Space Channel 5. And Res
0: in uh, Ready to Rumble is the only one that I ever played on the Dreamcast. It's a lot of fun. Um I mentioned Rogue Agent and Nightfire earlier. Those almost made the list, but I had to pick one Bond. Uh the first Slide Cooper is really great. Um SSX and Beautiful Joe. Oh Yeah. Torn it on it because well, it's so goddamn
1: hard. <laughs> I actually kinda of prefer that that studio's other game, Okami.
0: Oh, that was great. I remember that game, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's it, the The Clover Studios made beautiful games. They yeah. really did.
0: All right, so that is the end of this episode, and we have one more to go, kitties, and we will be done for the season. Thank you, John, for another great episode. Thank you for, eh, for having me. Eh, eh, your money anyway, so why not? No? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, everybody, have a good one. See you.